0: We are a community that loves like Jesus. And my hope and my prayer is that this would be a transformative space for you. Not just today, but every time you tune in. We are continuing our series called The Best Stories Ever. And today's sermon is called The Principles of Love. A large majority of people go all through life not knowing God, not knowing that God loves them, not knowing God has a plan for them, Not knowing that Jesus Christ died for them. Not knowing that they have a way to heaven for them if they would just accept it. They not only not know about it, but they don't ever receive it. Possibly because they haven't experienced it. And that's where it falls into the church's camp that we need to show love. People have a hole in their heart. People might call it emptiness. They might call it loneliness. They might call it boredom, or fear, or guilt, or worry, or whatever. The truth is, people need God's love, and we, as the church, we were made to show God's love, and people need to experience it. In Philippians one twenty seven, most importantly, live together in a manner worthy of Christ's gospel. Do this whether I come and see you, or I'm absent. And hear about you. Do this so that you may stand firm, united in one spirit and mind as you struggle together to remain faithful to the gospel. So a mentor of mine says that God is looking for audio-visual Christians to walk this kind of walk worthy of the gospel, to talk this kind of talk, speaking the gospel, the gospel that God wants us to speak, and that is the gospel of the good news that Christ loved us. We're to live the good news, we're to tell this good news but we're not supposed to do it by ourselves. We're to do it in community where we team up with each other. So we're to help each other in our common mission. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, we work together as partners who belong to God. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, two can accomplish more than twice twice as much as, as one. So we have this example that we're gonna go over today and there's a great story of a group of people, a small community who brought this paralyzed man to Jesus to show him love. And I think this is important in our day and age, especially in our nation and in our, in our state and our community and even in our homes that we need to help each other to Christ. We need to help each other to experience love. Christ's love. And this story, covered three times in Matthew 9 and Mark 2 and Luke 5, this story is an important story that shows principles of love. And I hope that we can apply this in our world today. In verse 17 in Luke 5, it says this, One day when Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and legal experts were sitting nearby. They had come from every village in Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. Now the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. Some men were bringing a man who was paralyzed, lying on a cot, or some translations say mat. They wanted to carry him in and place him before Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they took him up on the roof, lowered him, cot and all, through the roof tiles into the crowded room in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. The legal experts and Pharisees begin to mutter amongst themselves, who is this who insults God? Only God can forgive sins. So Jesus recognized what they were discussing and responded, why do you fill your minds with these questions? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? But so that you will know that the human one has the authority on earth to forgive sins, Jesus now spoke to the paralyzed man, I say to you, get up take your mat, take your cot, and go home. Right away, the man stood before them, picked up his cot, and went home, praising God. All the people were besides themselves with wonder, filled with awe. They glorified God, saying, we've seen unimaginable things today. And that story is unimaginable. But one thing that's not unimaginable is the community of people that s- surrounded this person in need, showed him great love, and brought him to Jesus. I think that we can do the same. And from this story, we find seven life-changing principles. And I think that these are life-changing because they're exactly what we need in our world today to become a community again, to promote this unity. Maybe you've heard this word in the last handful of weeks that we need to be united, love, will unite us. You might be disgusted by the world. You might be disgusted by your best friend or one of your friend's behavior or their opinion of things, that you stand in opposition. Even though you or others might stand in opposition or you might be disgusted by the world or or a friend or a person you know, that does not give us the right to objectify people. It doesn't give us the right to treat people without love and compassion that Christ has called us to give. The world needs the love of Christ, the love of us, and compassion from us and from Christ more than ever. So here's the first principle. And, and first, they were, they were concerned for their hurting friend. And I see that right away. They had compassion. They became concerned for them, for him. And this is a principle of love. Every mission that you are on must flow out of compassion, out of love. I don't care what you do in life. You might, you might do great things, but if it's not done in love, it's not so great. The Bible says it's actually zip. The Bible tells us in First Corinthians 13, if you have not love, you are the sound of brass and a cymbal. So, in other words, it doesn't matter. It's a clanging gong, some translations say. It doesn't matter how many awards you get. It doesn't matter the things you've accomplished in life, how many missions you fill in your life, or whatever things you do or gifts you give. If it's not done in love, God says it doesn't count. So, people need to know that we care. Christians together, the church needs to stand united and show the world that we love people. And in fact, people don't really care how much we know until they know how much we care. And that's an old adage that people want to be loved first, and then they will hear our message. They want to know that we love them. In Romans 15, 2, we should all be concerned about our neighbor and the good things that will build up their faith. In 1 Corinthians 10 24, people should be concerned about others and not just concerned about themselves. So, my problems, my plans, my progress, my needs, my goals, my ambitions, my desires, my agenda, what I've got to do today and tomorrow and this weekend and next week, these things cannot get in the way of our not only reputation but also our action of love and compassion in people's lives. So the reason why God used these people, the Bible tells us in the book of Mark that there's these four this four small group of people. These obviously these people obviously were sensitive enough to the needs of a friend. They cared enough to bring this guy to Jesus. They weren't preoccupied with themselves or all of the things that they had to do that day or The next day. So here's the first step. As I look at this principle of love outlined by God, we need to be concerned, compassionate, and learn to love others well. Well, the second principle that I see in this story is they had a great faith. They believed that Jesus would do something, would act out in this person's life. And this is a principle of faith. In Luke 5 20, when Jesus saw their faith, he said, "'Friend, your sins are forgiven.'" So whose faith is Jesus talking about here? He's talking about the friends. He's not talking about the paralyzed man's faith. He says their faith, the plural multiple. He's, he's looking up and seeing these four people and lowering this guy down in front of Jesus. And he says their faith, therefore your sins are forgiven. So there's many, many people in our lives just like that. They're frozen in time. They don't have it, maybe any faith at all. It's gonna be our faith that helps them. We are to be concerned about our faith. Yes, exercising out our faith and helping other people in our faith. So people are paralyzed by guilt. They're, They're sometimes paralyzed by the past and it's killing them. They're paralyzed by resentments. They have harbored resentments over people that have hurt them. They're paralyzed by grief I have been that way, paralyzed by resentments and grief and hurt in my life to the point that I'm not making any movement in my life. We need to help exercise our faith and help people around us that are paralyzed by these things with words and actions that will heal. We need to love people well in these positions in their life. Paul says in Romans 1, I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me and my faith will help you, the Bible says. Encourage each other and give each other strength in our faith. So we are to encourage each other. We're to encourage everyone around us. We are to be the great encouragers. We have the good news, the gospel of love, that Jesus Christ came and he encouraged us. Therefore, we can encourage those around us. Well, the third principle that I see in this story is action. Notice in Matthew 9, if you turn to that chapter, it says, they brought to Jesus a man who was paralyzed and lying on a cot. If you're paralyzed, you can't come to Jesus on your own. Somebody has to bring you. They have to act out in your life. So it's obvious that these people had a plan. They knew where Jesus was, number one. They knew that where he was speaking and maybe even what he was going to be speaking on. Yet they get there and of course the place is full. But the great things that we do in life, especially how we love people well, are not done haphazardly. We don't just stand out on street corners and scream at people with big megaphones just haphazardly. We don't cram the Bible down people's throat haphazardly and irresponsibly. The Bible says in Colossians 4, 5, be wise in the way you act with people who are not believers, making the most of every opportunity. We need to take these opportunities and act in people's lives. But also, the other, the next principle and another principle is the principle of persistence. These people, when they finally bring their friend to Jesus, when they finally get there, they couldn't get in. That would be pretty uh, discouraging. You carry this person all the way there, and now you can't get in. We brought our friend this close and can't even get in the room. It's already filled up. But they refused to be discouraged. By the crowd, by the building, they were determined to get this person to Jesus. So what discourages you from helping others? What discourages us from giving ourselves to others? Is it our lack of love for people? Do we not like people? Do people frustrate us? I would say that that's a big discouragement right now. I've been talking to Amanda off and on, and and we don't really know where people stand with certain topics in life. And so we approach somebody, we get into a conversation, and we want to be a part of somebody's life. But we don't know if we bring up the wrong subject or the wrong idea or the wrong, wrong ideal or principle or, or maybe a philosophy. We don't, we don't know where people stand and how angry they will get at us for having just genuine conversations. So we live in a time where it's very easy to be discouraged through fear. Um, maybe not liking people as much as we thought we liked them. That's a discouraging thing possibly right now. But one of the threats that we have in time and also discouragement of being with people is our busyness. We do busy ourselves to the point that we don't have the time or are not carving the time out of our days to invest in others. The Bible says, let us not get tired of doing what is right. For after a while... And I wanna focus on that for after a while, we will reap a harvest. It might take some time, but we will reap a harvest of blessing, the Bible says, if we don't get discouraged and get up, give up. So you will eventually harvest if you keep on being persistent, keep on loving, keep on praying, keep on inviting people into your lives, keep on talking and helping and loving and acting in love, keep on living the life that Jesus wants you to live, keep on loving, not getting discouraged. So the Bible also says God is patient because he wants everyone to turn from sin and no one to be lost. So God is not impatient with us, so we don't need to be impatient with with others. Well, another principle, actually the fifth principle that I want to give to us today is innovation. I see in this story the principle of innovation in a great way. In Luke 5, when they couldn't find a way in because of the crowd... They went up on the roof, removed some tile, let him down right in front, in the middle of everyone, right in front of Jesus. So they dared to do something creative. And I would say we need to dare to do something creative in this time, in this era of our lives to present ourselves and to invest in others, into people's lives. So have you ever gone through the roof for anybody? You might say that this was extreme faith, but I would say it was, and we need to practice extreme faith in such times as we are living today. And it takes extreme faith to reach some people with the love of Christ. Some people are very hardened by life and resentment and guilt and pain in their life, and some people are not going to be just won over with one conversation or won over with one Uh, one platter of cookies. It's going to take extreme measures and extreme faith exercised in extreme ways to love people in an excellent way. So notice what the Bible says. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping each other out. So we need to think of ways to encourage each other. Outbursts of love, the Bible says. Good works, the Bible says. So in other words, we need to be creative, thinking through. Maybe you need to sit down with a with a piece of paper, a blank piece of paper, and brainstorm what the Bible says, being inventive in hospitality, creating ways as we are to be six feet apart in mandates, and we can't sit and have a drink with somebody um, at a restaurant, or maybe... Maybe you live in a state that things are opened up, but you're sitting there with a mask and it just seems inhospitable. Even though we're doing these things and we are encouraging these things and we ask that you do these things, we also need to be inventive in hospitality. The Bible says, make the most of your chances to tell others the good news. Be wise with those that don't know Jesus. Be inventive. Be creative with others. Well, another principle is cooperation. We're to be cooperative with one another. This is the principle of community. The power of sharing love with others is not just on our own, the power of sharing love with others is done in community. And when they went upon the roof and they lowered the man on his cot through the ceiling in the middle of the crowd, they worked together. So what's awesome about the church is we have an incredible opportunity to be in community, to help people together, to do side by side, shoulder by shoulder, so that no one has to live life alone. Well, the last principle that I want to give us today is the principle of sacrifice. And there's always a cost of love. When we give of ourselves to another, that costs something always a cost. Maybe it's in time. Maybe it's in energy. Maybe it's in effort. Maybe it costs money. Well, you know the sad thing about the story of the paralyzed uh, person that was brought to Jesus? The Bible tells us that this guy who desperately needed salvation and forgiveness, the, the, this person needed that the most, desperately. The room was filled with religious people, They took all the seats in the church, and he couldn't come to Christ. So are you willing to sacrifice your seat of maybe your progress, or what you're trying to accomplish, or what you're trying to nail down today in your goal list? Are you willing to sacrifice some of your time and push off some things that don't matter as much as loving another person? because it might take a little bit of time. It might take a lot of time. It might take a small amount of time. It might take a large amount of time, but we, are we willing to sacrifice in order to love a person in a very, very meaningful way? In a compassionate way, in a faithful way, in an active way, in a persistent way, in an innovative way, and a cooperative way? This story tells me the best way to love another person in need. And that is what makes this story the best story ever. Let's take communion with that in mind. Jesus sat around a table with some of these people that possibly were in great need, and he took the time. You know, some of the the days that I've had, especially in the last year, where I've just had to cancel everything everything in my day just to help another person just to love another person has been some of my best days ever in the last year just to cancel an hour and just to invest in another person to take the time to listen to them to interrupt maybe my very important day Well, I would have to say that we need to live in that flexibility. And Jesus around the table lived in that kind of flexibility. He lived in that kind of openness and availability. He invited all of these people that possibly he didn't have the time for. Possibly maybe he didn't want to hang out with. Possibly they weren't his kind of people, right? But he invited all these people around the table and he said, do this in remembrance of me. Remember when I'm gone and I'm at the right hand of the Father, this is my body, Take this, eat it. I'm giving it to you in love so that you can love others. And this is my blood. I'm giving it to you and so that you can give this kind of love to others. Let's take and eat and say thanks be to God. Thank you, Jesus, for the fact that you came and you died for us on the cross, and that is the ultimate love. Lord, that you resurrected from the dead and that you showed us the ultimate life. And that you promised us that you would return again, and that's the ultimate hope. And in all of that gospel, that good news, Lord, that just shows that you love us in a great way. Lord, help us to love others, Lord, as we've seen in this story. To sacrifice, to give, to give time, to show cooperation, to be persistent, to have faith, Lord, and to ultimately show compassion in a great way to others. Help us to do that this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.